looked at him and yeah, sure. And then so he he um he he rubbed a bit of the, the sap from the tree on his finger. Um, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. I, I asked him the next day, how's your finger? He went, oh, gee, it's gone. He said, that's been, that's been bugging me for weeks. It's been so painful. And yet just this one thing from this one tree, this one plant, and something that he couldn't get rid of with modern medicine, you know, was, was fixed overnight. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have a very special guest who's on another healing journey to help us on our mission to reach 1 billion people about the power of this miracle plant by 2025 and, you know, figure out a way to take control of their health, whatever works for you to do that. So with us today, we have Steve Vincent, uh, who is an amazing, accomplished, uh, you know, poet and spiritual teacher and helps people overcome their challenges and live their dharma. So Steve, welcome from down under, as we say up here. How are you? Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Hey, Justin. I'm really well. Thank you for having me on, and um, you know, welcome to all your listeners, too. Looking forward to having a chat. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about your journey. This is sounds like quite a journey, and uh, I'm, I'm sure your healing journey that you've been able to help heal others. So let's hear all about it. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so I, I grew up in a very traditional um, household, Justin. I... Uh, you know, traditional Catholic family with the, um, you know, all of the, I guess, the baggage that comes with that, um, you know, the, the programming from young, you know, work hard at school, get good grades, go to university, get a good job, and everything will be fine. Um, now, as many people know, you know, that works by a certain time for a certain number of people, but, you know, there was a, and so I did that, and I did very well at university academically, and I became a high school teacher. And you know, that was that was that was good for a number of years. I became a faculty head. I became a, a deputy principal. Um, but there was just something in me that went, "Is this all there is to life?" And it, it was in those moments that um, you know I realised that that programming was almost it almost felt like it was from another age, but it didn't serve me. You know, and so I, I, I kept looking. You know, there's got to be more to life than just that model. Um, and, you know, the, the, the journey was really deep. I mean, I've been to the Amazon to do ayahuasca. Um, I've done some other um, plant medicines. Um, and I guess one of the, the key learnings through all of this, and you know, I'm, I'm married with four kids. I had a mortgage, you know, when I decided to leave the security of, of, of you know, of education and working for the government. Um you know, the, the, the biggest learning that I've, I guess I've found, Justin, is that the answers are within us. You know, we, we often look outside of ourselves for an answer. And goodness knows, I have done for many, many, many years. Um, but the answers and the power for each individual is within. And if um, my, my understanding of how it all works from my journey is that if we can align through what is within us to find those things in our life 
that will help us take the next step, that will help us break out of whatever programming we, we have. If we can find what's in us, then those next steps on the journey um, you know, become a lot easier. But so often, you know, we're, we look for things outside of ourselves. And, and my, my message is really clear. The answer is within us. Often we need help to do that, um, you know, from, from other people, from, from therapists, from, uh, from words, from books, from courses, from trainings, from podcasts, etc., etc. But the message, the, the message from me is for, for everyone listening, the answers lie within and it's about being still, coming back to yourself and really finding out what it is that you want in life and what, what you want from life. Because here's the thing, right? We are creators of our world in every second, in every minute, in every day, in every week, in every month, in every quarter, in every year. We create everything in our lives. And so the power is very much within us. And so, yeah, that's, I guess that's my one-minute, two-minute summary of um, you know, where I see humanity and how individuals, as individuals, you know, we can take the steps on the journey and find our own healing. Love it, love it. Well, what, you know, some of the things I think of, you know, since this, this world really changed back in early 2020, what are some of the things that you find most people coming to you for, most, like maybe a common issue? And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is just like stress and anxiety and, and overwhelm. What do you, what would you, I'll let you answer the question, and how would you help someone with that? So, yeah, when, you know, so stress and anxiety, um, they often come from looking, getting out of the present moment and looking at the past or looking at the future. You know, if we have, if we're driven by regrets and those sorts of things, then we're kind of living in the past. If we're, um, we've got a lot of anxiety, we're fearful about the future. And, you know, like I said, given what's happened in the last couple of years, my goodness, there's been a lot put on individuals in this world about that. Um, and, you know, I, I, one, of, one of the key things, I think, is that, you know, we, we look for um, only what we, what we want, so only the positives. You know, for example, if I, if I want to go running, that is really good for me because... Um, and then the positives are it gets my blood flowing, it's good cardiovascular, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there also are some negatives with that. Um, you know, it takes up time, I could get an injury. Uh, you know, so we, what we often do is just focus on the positive one side of things and not understand that everything in this world comes with a negative. And, then, and if we focus too much on one of those sides, we're out of balance. And if we're out of balance, because we're focusing too much on one side, we're also seeing ourselves up for disappointment. You know, if we're going into a new relationship, we only want we want the perfect person, the soulmate. But you know, the reality is that they're individuals, they're human beings with the same flaws that I have and the same flaws that you have, and yet we only look for for one side, and that sets us up for a lot of disappointment. So a lot of talking with people and, and working with people is is understanding that. You know, you know, nature has night and day. Nature has its seasons. Human beings also have a dark and a, and a light side. And yet if we just focus on one thing, then clearly, you know, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. And disappointment leads to anxiety and, and all of those sorts of things. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a, for me, it really is about um, understanding that 
you know, it is a light and a dark conversation. It is a night and a day. It is a positive and a negative. And until we accept that that's how the world is, um, you know, it is very hard because we only focus on one thing, and that sets us sets us up, as I said, for disappointment. Absolutely, and it sounds like you've obviously um, along your journey, your healing journey, to be able to help others, that you've come across some plant med- medicine. And I know that um, in Australia, it's I think it's technically illegal for for me or for you to buy uh, hemp hemp-based product that's non-psychoactive and uh, has all the health benefits of kale and broccoli and other leafy green vegetables. And uh, it's just, here we are in the world and it's now 2023, and at least when we're recording this, and that it's, you know, we live in a world that won't allow access for people who are looking to heal, whether it is spiritually or mentally or physically or emotionally, um, you know, this, these plants, plant-based medicine, have such a powerful impact, whether, and whether it's food and medicine, food is your medicine, as hemp is. We just juice it here where we make it, just like, uh, you know, juice and celery. But what's, uh, what's, what's your take on Australia and, and, and coming around the bend for um, adopting plant-based medicines? I know we have quite the struggle up here in the United States. In fact, the FDA, who's our uh, regulator, <laughs> They just kicked the can back to our Congress and said they're not going to regulate CBD. And the reason is pretty obvious because of the trillion-dollar industry of big pharma up here. Uh, They don't want a plant that someone can grow in their backyard for pennies uh, to compete with their drugs that supposedly are there to help with pain, stress, and sleep. Uh, So how is the plant-based medicine, how is the holistic healing down there in Australia compared to the U.S.? Yeah, what often happens in Australia is that Australia follows the U.S. So in many ways, it's very similar. Um, you know, uh, something will happen in the U.S. and then months or a year later, a similar trend will make its way um, to Australia. Um, and that's kind of it's part of that Western world and the big influence and all those sorts of things. So we do, we do face similar challenges. Actually, I'd, I'd love to share a quick story with you. When I was in the Amazon doing ayahuasca, we... Um, we went on this little tour around the, the property where we were on and the locals were showing us um, the different trees and, you know, that's one where the sloth lives and this is some, some this is another one and blah, blah, blah. And they were explaining how all the different plants there were used for different medicines. And one of the guys in the group, he had this really hideous fungal infection in um, the fingernail of, um, of one of his fingers and it was really, really painful. Um, and the the guy the, the guide said, oh look, we use this one for for any infections and things. And he he, he cut the um, the trunk of the plant and all this red sap oozed out. And the guy said, oh, will it help my finger? And he looked at him and he said, yeah, sure. And then so he he um he he rubbed a bit of the, the sap from the tree on his finger. Um, yeah, and I didn't think anything of it. I, I asked him the next day, how's your finger? And he went, oh, gee, it's gone. He said that's been that's been bugging me for weeks. It's been so painful. Mm-hmm. And yet just this one thing from this one tree, this one plant, and something that he couldn't get rid of with modern medicine, you know, was, was fixed overnight. I became excited but also quite sad when I saw that because, gosh, how much is out there that could genuinely help people that we just are, are not using, are not, you know, are not 
even tapping into. You know, I really believe that there is so much we don't know that there are so many other options other than, um, you know, synthetic pharmaceuticals out there. It was, just, it was a fascinating thing to see firsthand how this puffy, swollen thing just was almost, you know, fixed overnight um, by, by a sap from a tree that he just rubbed on. It was, it was well, fascinating. We are, but yeah, to get back to your original question, we have similar challenges here. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, so there's, if you look up also like Manuka honey, the raw organic Manuka honey, it's the same thing for pain, and, and they also can help with like scarring. My, my grandpa taught me that a long time ago. But yes, and, and a lot of the pharmaceuticals are just based off of plants, and they try to make a single molecule, and they try to make it a repeatable process, and then they get their patent, and then they make their billions, and then they hurt a bunch of people and get sued, but their insurance money covers the lawsuit, and they make 500, you know, billion and they only have to pay out you know two or three billion and so at the end of the day they still make money but and that's unfortunately the world that we live in and but i believe there's going to be an awakening hopefully it's sooner rather than later that's uh um because in general if you walk up to the average person on the street and you ask them you know what's your opinion of big pharma i don't think it's a positive one so, um, yeah. you know, but they certainly have aligned with medical doctors and the medical doctors are in control of the medical board exams and the questions on the exams and the training. And after they leave, you know, you have to have only one course, if that, in your medical training here in the States about food and nutrition, one course. And, that, and some don't even have that. So these people are, I mean, you're learning all about the body, but then, and you're learning about surgery, which can certainly be helpful. Uh, if you've got a broken arm or you're in a car accident, but then the way that you fix someone who has bad health isn't to look upstream to say, what are you eating? What are you putting in your mouth? It's let's just give you a pill to offset the high cholesterol or the blood sugar or whatever. So there could be a profit based on it. And I know that obviously I'm preaching to the choir, but some people don't, don't think this way. They think, you know, out here in the state, you know, uh, we, we used to have doctors that would go, to the home and these family doctors would drive to the home uh, and sometimes horse carriage and whatnot to the home. And they would get to know the family and see what they were eating and know the dog's name and all of that. And then there was a real, a form of trust between doctors and um, families. Well, then that all switched and then people started going to the doctor and then the hospitals got involved and, you know, making money and for profit. And then, now it's how many patients can I see in a day and, you know, the doctor's always late and then you're just getting prescribed, you know, that little seven minute, 10 minute uh, conversation. And the only training they have is to prescribe a pill uh, in, in traditional Western medical. And it's just so sad, but you know, here we are. That's why we're having podcasts. That's why we're having these conversations. And I'm so glad that you had a chance to join us and, and, and give us some insights about what you do and uh, what's going on down there in Australia. So uh, before we wrap up, uh, any, any final um, points you want to make? Uh, yeah, I'll look, I'll, we go very much alternative. You know, we've done energy healing. Um, my daughter's studying to be a naturopath, so working with natural medicines. Um, you know, so we, we as a family are very much on board with um, you know, many of those different things. Um, uh, the only thing I will say is that, you know, like everything, it's a balance. We also... And when we, like you said, if there's any surgery or whatever, we still rely on traditional medicine. We don't throw that out the window. Um, but there certainly are better ways. And I guess what I would say is that um, trust your instincts around that. 
you know, you, you your your wisdom, your intuition, um, you know, that is always a, a huge um, barometer for things in your life. If it doesn't feel right, then there's a good chance it probably isn't. You know, and yet there's so much bombardment from outside that it can sometimes be a little bit difficult for us to discern that particular part of ourselves. So, I, you know, trust self, trust, go within, trust self is really, really important. But also understanding that um, everything has a balance. And there are negatives and there are positives to everything. Um, and when we understand that, we can get through life with much more grace and equanimity. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I go alternative as much as I can. Yeah. Love it. We're on the same path and we help a lot of families, uh, especially with autism, which is how we were able to find this miracle plant looking for a solution to help heal my son. And, you know, but that's what I always tell the parents is trust your instincts. And unfortunately, you get into the doctor's office or the hospital and there's a lot of pressure for you to do a certain thing, even if you don't like to do it. Like if here in the States, if you get a diagnosis of cancer, it's go into surgery now, start chemo radiation now. Your life is at stake. Do it now. And they literally, you could go in and you get a, your routine checkup. The doctor says, I think we found some cancer or what have you. And then they immediately start to go into procedures within 24 hours. And, you know, yeah. you get pressured into it. And unfortunately, because it is a business now, uh, the average cancer diagnosis is worth $500,000 uh, to the to the medical system, wow. and so it's and that's just an average. We and it goes well into the millions for other cases. So it's just really sad. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs here in the United States. And if we're the ones that are leading the way for Australia and for other Western countries, we are failing miserably as a country. And unfortunately, because it's not like Big Pharma is some, it's not a company sitting in Houston, Texas. These are multinational conglomerates that are based all over the world. And profit, bottom line, and stock prices and quarterly earnings are what drives drives their decisions. And uh, not everyone in big pharma is bad. Not everyone in medical is bad. In fact, most, I would say, medical doctors joined for the right reasons, and they took the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm. And if they knew the damage that they were doing uh, deep down uh, and they had the stats, they would stop. And many are. Many are going from Western medicine to Eastern medicine and, and are realizing that something is off because these pills are doing so much damage to people. So, but definitely so excited that you were able to join us. Uh, I think we should definitely talk again. You're definitely on the same path as we are. Where can people find you? Where do you, where can they go learn more about what you're doing? I think it sounds like such a great thing. Yeah, sure. I, I do a lot of um, work with words. Um, you know, so I'm a poet. I help people go within using the, the power of words. So if you go to stevevincentonline.com, uh, you know, you can download a free poem and see a little bit about what I do there. So that's stevevincentonline.com. Um, and, you know, you'll be able to contact me and reach out um, to me there. So, yeah, and just remember that there is a balance. There is always a balance. And it's interesting, Justin, you mentioned that not every doctor is like that right we, we it's easy to make generalizations but there are some beautiful wonderful um spiritual people within the medical profession who are trying their hardest to to change things so there's always a balance absolutely and and i always say first develop your philosophy for yourself for your loved ones for your health and then find a medical professional or a health practitioner or a support system that aligns with your philosophy. Don't You don't have to bend to their philosophy. There are plenty of great doctors out there that 
you will feel seen, you will feel heard, and they care about you and, and figuring out what the problem that led to this and helping coming up with a plan together to get you out of it. And we talk about the five pillars of health, which is your food, obviously, your sleep, your water, your exercise, and your mindfulness, which has a lot to do with what you're doing. So, so happy that our paths yeah. connected. I know it wasn't easy because, you know, what technology, but we figured it out. And we, we are, we are <laughs> we doing it. Glitch, so yeah, and that's, <laughs> but we persisted, which is another good lesson for everyone yeah. listening. So at the end of it's every miracle, at the end of every Miracle Plant podcast, we say heal the world on the count of three because that is our mission, to reach a billion people by the power of this miracle plant and help people take back control of their health. So join me at home. Join me here, Steve. On the count of three, we'll say heal the world to lift the energy up, to raise the vibration for people to find the solution that they're looking for to take control of their health. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal the world. world. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Miracle Plant Podcast. We'll see you next week. And be be a blessing, everybody. Happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.